Hello and welcome to the latest podcast of Tailoring It. This is podcast number 26, one month on. One month on from what I hear you ask? Well, it's one month on, or it's slightly over one month since I attended DevLearn out in Las Vegas and I had a great time there um, and I've blogged in previous blog posts about uh, what I was planning to do and what I did and what I've actually brought back from it. But I built up a really, really great number of, uh, of, of people within my network whilst I was at that conference, one of which is joining us on the line today. Hello, Bianca. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks ever so much for agreeing to participate in this podcast. And I think uh, if you sort of give us a very brief explanation as to what you do and where you do it, that might add some context for our listeners. Okay. Uh, I work for one of the uh, larger Canadian banks. I'm an instructional designer with a bit of a focus in uh, instructional technology and instructional media. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I think it's fair to say that the pair of us, um, by hook or by crook, we ended up attending a lot of the same sessions at DevLearn. I seem to remember that whenever I sort of popped my head up from my iPad and looked around, <laughs> you were there as well. So uh, I guess we were thinking along the same lines. Yeah, I mean, um, what I get from your Twitter feed is that you're really into things that are very practical and I'm the same way. So I think it just, you know, meshed that way. Yeah, yeah, it worked out very, very well. Uh, we sort of, we, we met up at DevLearn and we've, you know, we've, uh, we've continued that, that uh, online, that networking online. And I think in the, in the few days after DevLearn, I think we both agreed that it would be a good idea to actually catch up once we've had a little bit of time to get back into the real world and bring it back down to earth with a bump and just have a chat amongst ourselves and see what it is that we've managed to put into place, any challenges that we've had, any successes we've had. So if that's okay, we perhaps we'll have a little chat about that today. Great. So DevLearn finished on the Friday afternoon. It was sometime at late Saturday evening by the time I got home back to the UK. And I think you were you were probably not too far behind getting back to Canada. So I got back into work on Monday morning. And I always like to take away from conferences things that I call Monday morning quick wins. The things that I can go back to work and I can start to implement almost immediately. They need little or no budget. I don't need to get every single person in the business bought into it. I don't need to develop a strategy or, or buy any hardware. Just things that I can start to put into place, start to implement straight away. So I'm just interested in hearing when you got back from DevLearn, what were your plans? What were your Monday morning quick wins that you wanted to put into place? My sort of immediate thing was a little more general. Um, I work at a place, it's a bank, it's a little more conservative. And I work with a lot of people where um, instructional technology isn't really their thing. They're really used to um, just in-class experiences. And yeah. so what I wanted to get out of the conference was some bits of information that I could take back to them to help them uh, explore other options, so technology options for learning. So when I came back on Monday, my biggest plan was just to chat with some of the people, um, point out a couple of things that I thought they'd find interesting and see if there was any interest there. Um, the Going to DevLearn, I'd been the year before, and there wasn't a lot of interest when I came back about hearing what I had learned about. So I wanted this year to be different. Yeah. So, um, and I know that you saw me live tweeting and blogging the entire event like a crazy person. <laughs> you certainly were, yeah. <laughs> I had done a lot of promoting that among my coworkers so they could feel like they were included in the trip along with me. And so some of this was to kind of build a business case for why we should send people to conferences because I work for a bank and they are all about business cases. And some of it was I was just hoping it would get people more emotionally involved in the content. So that when I came back, they would say, oh, I saw you talked about this. I'd love to hear more about that. And um, 
I was really lucky because I wasn't sure how this was going to play out. It was the first time we'd ever tried this. That when I came back on Monday, the first thing people were asking me was, oh, I saw this on your blog or I saw this on your Twitter feed. Can you tell me more about it? Ah, so rather than you planning to come back from, from a conference from DevLearn particularly and you being the, the sole champion and you being the only person that was trying to drive things forward, you actually looked to, to get people on side and to bring people alongside you and, and, and build a build a, a growing passion, if you like, and a growing network of people that wanted to get involved and wanted to use the skills that you've got. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, because every time we've sent a person to a conference and that person sort of just went off, was quiet the whole time and came back, uh, the ideas they came back with, it was hard to get traction on them. So uh, this was just an experiment to see that if, you know, I got people curious ahead of time, would that make things stick better? And it absolutely has. So I guess there's a little tip there for anybody listening. If you're going to a conference, if you want to get back and you know that you, you, know, you want your plans to have legs, is actually get your colleagues and get other stakeholders engaged and involved and start marketing your attendance there before you even go then. Absolutely. Great. Uh, one of the things I had tried and unfortunately didn't take off, but I think it might in the future, was um, letting everyone I worked with know what sessions I was going to and uh, said, if you guys have any questions that you want me to ask, during the session or if you have a vendor you want me to talk to I will do that on your behalf and I will come back with the information ah, so I'm glad you said that because that's that's the approach that I took before I went and I, I sort of highlighted the, the sessions that I was going to and asked for people to ask questions and it worked quite well although it did backfire because of all the sessions that my line manager wanted to ask a question about it was the session that I walked out of after about three minutes because it really wasn't taking the direction I thought it was going to take. So, and she, and she saw she saw the fun in that. She saw the reason for me walking out. But yeah, it had the potential for it to backfire on me. But luckily, it didn't. Yeah, I think um, it, asking my coworkers to do this was so far out of their realm of what they expected that they didn't know what to do. And now that I've kind of met them halfway and did this reporting via uh, social networking. Um, I think next year, if I can get to DevLearn, I think they'd be more likely to take me up on that offer. Yeah, I guess I guess to, this year was an experiment for both yourself from, from you attending on their behalf perspective, but I guess it was also an experiment for you attending on their behalf from their perspective as well. Absolutely. So we've been back now for, it's probably getting on for around six weeks or something like that from DevLearn. You went back, you started to talk to people before you even went. You've certainly spoken to lots of people and tried to, to, to bring them alongside you and to, to, to um, encourage them to think differently. What successes, event, if any, have you already started to have? Um. And I, I think anyone who followed me on Twitter would have seen this. I had some really good early wins. Um, I came back with the intention of trying to get more people at work on board with using the right tools for the right job. And I feel really passionately about this. But when people aren't that familiar with um, educational technology in the first place, it's not always hard to know what tools to use. And sometimes they'll use just the same tools they're used to using or they'll latch onto something that looks cool and shiny. Yes, um, yep. So I wanted to go back and be a really excellent advocate for the right tool for the right job and to point out some of the examples of the right tool being used in the right situation to my coworkers and to some of the subject matter experts I work with. Um, so when I got back, I had this project I was starting, and um, the piece needed, uh, it's a simulation, but it needed some sort of context setting something beforehand. 
and the original thought had been, oh, we'll just put in a click, you know, an e-learning piece. And it was mostly just here, you know, read some text. There wasn't really a lot of interaction. And so I suggested, well, why don't we just do a, a narrated video with some animations instead? It's a lot more interesting. The content you want them to learn isn't actually interactive. So why should we put in interaction just for the fun of it? Yeah. Um, and that we could do it a lot faster in a video. And I was so happy to find the subject matter expert was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Like, I didn't even have to really fight hard for it. So right. I made the suggestion, she went, okay. And that's something that you've already, is that something that's still in design or have you already delivered that video back to them? Um, the script went into design, the script was written and then they changed or are in the midst of changing the way that they're talking about some of the concepts in the video. So it's on a hold right now. But it's got traction, it started and you had, you had a good head start with it. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of one of those immediate wins. And the only reason it doesn't exist right now is because of those last minute changes to, um, just phrasing. So we're waiting for a final approval on the phrasing and then we're just going to jump right back into it. Good stuff. And I also believe you're looking at um, trying to prove the concept of using iBooks author as well for delivering some content. Yeah. And, you know, that was one of those projects we had been talking about for, geez, months. And uh, one of, it just kept falling off of my schedule because of other things that had a, a drop dead date. And when I came back, I really did a hard push for we need to do this now. Uh, if we don't commit to doing it in a in time frame, it's just never going to happen. And then um, it was another fortuitous opportunity with another team that wanted some examples of how you could do a green classroom. So I stepped right up and went, hey, there's this thing that we've been wanting to use called iBooks Author. Uh, it's a great one of the great tools out there. Let me do a quick proof of concept for you. So that was, um, geez, it's, just, it's a short little book, but it takes one of our paper um, workbooks for the classroom and just pops into iBook Author embeds a bunch of the videos and some of the activities that we were actually doing in the class on paper. And then it was such quick turnaround and the team I presented it to loved it. Ah, so have you been able to go beyond the proof of concept yet? Or is that, is that one of the things that stacks up in your pipeline? Um, we're at the point where they have bought into the idea and now it's just a matter of deciding how it's going to be implemented. We, um, a teammate and I did a presentation with a bunch of different options uh, I think iBooks Author is one of the things they're interested in. We're waiting to find out if we're definitely getting um, iPads for the classroom or not, because it's not a technology we currently have. Okay. This was a bit of a prove it's probably a good idea, and there's definitely people who have been wanting them, but, you know, it you need to make a difference between, yeah, an iPad sounds like fun because it's shiny and cool, and an iPad sounds like a good idea because we can do these learning things on it. Yeah, it solves these problems for us. Yeah, and... You know, it's a bank, and so they're very conservative about trying new things. So sometimes you get people who just jump onto something because it's new and shiny, but a lot of times you need to do like this long trail of, here's a thousand and one reasons why this is the right solution for what we need to do. Yeah, and, and you know, what you've brought back from DevLearn as well, it, I've, we were both in a session together there that Google were facilitating. I think we yeah. remember that, that session there. And prior to going there, I'd had this concept in my head that I, I knew technically would work. And it was very much about 
allowing people to solve problems and, and to try and emulate what people do in the real world, but then to provide them with the ability to, to reflect upon what they're going, going to do, to craft a text-based response to how they would respond to that customer's voicemail in this instance, and then be able to share it and receive comments upon it. And I knew that we had the platform to technically do it. My concern was, before going to DevLearn, that we would be asking our people within the L&D team to, to read and assess several hundred separate emails rather than just being, let's be honest, lazy and allowing the learning management system to do it for us by the result of multiple choice, tick, click, next options within a piece of traditional e-learning. The great thing I heard from Google was they had far more people participating in a very, very similar exercise to what I wanted to do. And it only took them about two extra hours within the team a week to actually mark and assess those, uh, those submitted responses. And it was a far more powerful and impactful learning solution. So my quick win really is as I've come back, I already had this idea stacked up in my head, but I kind of lacked that. I lacked that confirmation as in terms of the ability from an admin perspective to make it work. And let's be honest, you know, if, if it's good enough for Google and they've, they're able to make it work, then um, with a, quite a few hundred less people, it shouldn't be a problem for us. And I'm really pleased to say that by and large, and there's a, there's a little backstory to that, but by and large, I've received the buy-in for this. And the program that I'm going ahead with is... Uh, is kind of Google's program, but dare I say it, with a few more uh, added twists to it and a, and, a, and a lot more media as well. So again, had I not gone to DevLearn, I'd have always, I'd have probably still gone ahead with the plan, but I'd have had this nagging doubt about just how much of an impact from an admin perspective was it going to have. Yeah, that's one of the things that, now that I've been to DevLearn twice, that I really tend to get out of it every single time, is that you get some um, confirmation that some of the ideas you have in the back of your head can really work and definitely some best practices because I'm with you until I went to that Google session I would have someone had said to me oh well you're gonna do um, a learning system where there's constant feedback I'd have said well that at the very least we should acknowledge that time is going to be a, a big concern and what they talked about best practices in terms of you know doing customized response to the very best and the very not so great yeah. activities and then having some a series of good canned responses for the middle of quality yes. in terms of um, activities, like that just helped reframe in my head how quickly you really could respond to people. Yes, yeah, and, and uh, you know, that, I think they they said at one point they had seven hundred and fifty people on the program, whereas I've got around two hundred. So um, my I, I'm far less worried about it now from an admin perspective than I than I was before. Have you had any surprises since you've been back? Has um, you know have have things happened much more quickly than you thought they would? Have people bought into ideas that you didn't think they would, and perhaps have 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 bounced back ideas that you actually thought had legs? You know, have you had any surprises? I guess since DevLearn. Well, I think going back to some of what I was saying earlier, my biggest surprise was the change in how interested my coworkers were in what I wanted to come back with. Because uh, that first time I went. Um, I didn't do any tweeting. Well, I did a bit of tweeting, but not much. And I didn't even really let a lot of my broader team know what I was going to. And I came back and I did a, like a five or ten minute presentation in a team meeting. And it really just never took hold. And no one was very interested. So I was so different this year. And um, 
I know I mentioned to a couple people that I wasn't sure what was going to happen when I got back to the office, and I was amazed at how quickly people were just chomping at the bit to find out more about uh, what I'd seen. Um, so people constantly coming by my desk. Uh, I ended up being asked to do a lunch and learn on what I had seen, and that was a huge surprise. Like I didn't expect that many people to be curious. I knew there'd be like you know a small handful, but it ended up being the entire broader team. Right. Good. When, and then when I did the lunch and learn, um, we've got offices in Canada and the United States, and I was surprised that even the American team members were interested in getting in on that lunch and learn. Oh, good. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> do you deliver that virtually, or did they fly in? Uh, no, we did uh, just web conference. Yeah. But it was, you know, I expected the lunch and learn to be, you know, maybe 10, 12 people. We yeah. tend to have a bit of trouble getting people into the lunch and learns that are specifically for instructional designers. Uh, and I think we had about 30 people attend wow. this one. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, so you... they were not all in the room with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, yeah, so that was a huge surprise. That's really good um, to hear. And, and I guess I guess you attribute that, I, I'm, I'm guessing, to the, the the marketing that you did beforehand, and the, and the you know the get, getting the buzz and getting the interest and asking people what they wanted to find out about themselves before you even went. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the last year, there's been a bit of a culture shift at work in terms of interest in these topics. Uh, with a lot of people knowing they want to know more, but they don't really know how to get there, so that helps too. But definitely, to get getting people interested and really being upfront with what they could get out of my experience. Yes. So that they didn't even have to guess. It was just, hey, I'm going to this conference. Here's what you can get out of this. It's that whole what's in it for me thing. Yeah, I guess taking some of the guesswork out of it for them if they're not used to A, A the subject and B, just going and attending conferences and the kind of thought pressures you have, you have to go through. It's taking some of the thinking out of it for them. And I guess it's joining the dots for them, really, and making it far less hassle and headache for them to, to be able to get involved doing a lot of the legwork for them yeah and a lot of teams didn't even aren't even aware of what conferences are out there so this kind of got their curiosity going thinking hey i'd like to go to a conference what kind of conferences are out there for my interests yeah so it may, you know they may not be an instructional designer or learning technologies or learning and development related but actually hey bianca that's her field she's gone she's come back with all these ideas she's getting this recognition she's making real traction what about my subject areas? What about the things that I do within the business? And of course, ten to one, there will be a conference for it somewhere, or several conferences, yeah. I'm sure. Well, and just my personal feelings about conferences is it's really important for us as a business to not, you know, silo ourselves into just what are we doing at the bank, and to really be aware of what other people are doing and getting ideas from that. Ah, very much, yeah, very, very much so, very much so. Which leads me on really to my final question, I guess, is. I know that you've attended quite a number of conferences. Um, you've been very modest so far, but you are speaking at a conference, a big LS Con a Learning Solutions, is it, in the early part of next year? Yeah, in March in yeah. Orlando. And that's going to be the first conference I've ever spoken at, so this should be um, interesting. Good. I'm really excited and terrified at the exact same time. Best of luck with that. And although it's the first conference that you'll be speaking at, I'm sure it will be the first conference that some of the people will be actually going to. It will be their first conference. So what hints and tips and tricks would you give to conference goers, either if it, even if it's not their first time going, we can always pick things up from other people. What tips would you give to people attending conferences to make sure that they get the most out of it and that their organization gets the most out of it? Okay, so i got a couple of tips. I mean, first, obviously, what I've just been talking about, 
get the people you work with emotionally engaged with the conference before you go. Um, help them understand what the conference is, what they can get out of it. Give them the opportunity to send you off as a little reporter and find out information for them to um, that's a good way of getting that momentum going from the conference, not just with yourself, but with the people you're working with. Um, and then also, when you get back, get things going immediately, because and I know this is one of the reasons we're doing the podcast. It's so easy to come back and be so excited and then get bogged down with other things. <laughs> yeah, the real world you, bites. You sort of need to force yourself to get things going immediately so you don't uh, lose momentum and lose track of what you're trying to do. Um, then... I know when you go to conferences with this, where there's 8 million things that you are super interested in and you want to do them all, um, I found for myself that it's a lot easier for me when I go to a conference and come back and decide to implement some things, is to really focus on a couple of key areas. In this case, it was um, media in learning and then also just building awareness with my coworkers and then focus on that and getting that going. Um, it's so easy to lose momentum if you're spreading yourself too thin. So picking a couple of concepts and really being their champion not only helps you, but it helps other people see what you're doing because you're not talking about a thousand things. You're talking about just a tiny handful. Yes. Yeah. Clear, very clear focus. Yeah. And then, so my final tip, and this is the one that was biggest for me because I was going to this conference for the second time, but the first time by myself was get really involved in the online community for the conference. Um, I found that that made going to a conference on my own a lot less intimidating. And it's also been one of those things where it's kept all of this information gathering that I started at the conference going because there's so many people who went to DevLearn and are so fantastic about sharing what they're doing online, be it via Twitter or blogs or something else. I, so that's helped keep my energy going and also give me even more new ideas. I certainly agree with that last point. It's you know it wasn't the first conference that I've been to, and um, it was the first conference that I've been to outside of my country. So my expectation was I'm probably not going to know anyone, and as it was, actually there were a few a few people from the UK there, but not many, and they were so thinly spread that they were to all intents and purposes they weren't there. But just taking part in the DevLearn community before I even went meant that there were names and that there were faces that I could kind of recognize and arrange to meet up with. And of course, once you're there, as the example between the two of us and a number of other people, we've built this, you know, we've got our own little group as well going on and that, that feeding back into the, the DevLearn community and also the wider uh, learning technologies community. So I absolutely agree with the last part about, about keeping the momentum there once you get back and almost setting yourself targets such as you know this podcast to make sure that you do take the time to to kind of step back and just reflect upon what's a very short period of time it's only five or six weeks and just realize you know what we've managed to achieve in that time yeah I think it's pretty amazing just seeing what everyone's coming back with just a couple of weeks later and I don't know about you but a lot of people on my Twitter feed are actually really amazing I'm impressed with how much they've managed to accomplish in just a couple of weeks yeah very fast moving very fast movers <laughs> I guess we're going to wrap up now then, Bianca. Um, final thing to say really is, is a huge, huge thank you for uh, for not only joining us, but joining us from uh, across the pond in Canada. So thank you ever so much for, 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 for making this podcast. Thanks ever so much as well for, for sharing with us what it is that you've managed to achieve and the honesty with what you've managed to achieve and what you haven't been able to achieve so far. Really, really appreciate that. Um, thank you ever so much for your time. Thanks yourself. Thank you.